everybody. It's me, J-K-A-P-S. And you are listening to The World According to J-K-A-P-S. The World According to J-A-K-P-A-P-S. That's the actual name of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to W-J-K-A-P-S. J-K-A-P-S. A-J-K-A-P-S. The World According to J-K-A-P-S. P-S. Um, just to start the show, thank you for joining me. And I hope you enjoyed the bonus episode this weekend of Mares and I, me holding two microphones in a car driving around a rotary, rotary, uh, rotary 58 times in a row as New England, as we pretended to be uh, racist New England people. I think that's like a good summation of the, like of the bit essentially that, although there was like, it was really more than that. Obviously Mares and I are um, expert improvisers and we were able to come up with all those amazing characters. Um, you know, obviously the, the drunken, the drunken, um, or the guy recovering alcoholic New England guy. And then of course the Marthas. And then, yeah, but if nobody heard it, you know, I was actually, I was a little bit like, oh my goodness, is this going to be a good episode? Um, because it's just so different than any, anything I ever put on the podcast. But on the other hand, who cares? It's like my friend, we're just hanging out. So... Thank you so much, Mares, for being on the show. And um, honestly, the whole reason that we had her on the show, besides that I took a vacation, is because we needed a replacement for this machine, which uh, let's just give a hand for the iPad. Thank you so much. Usually, all I have to accompany me is the iPad on the show, and it's just nice to, to finally uh, give the, ice, the um, iPad a break and bring in a friend of mine to do all the sound effects and music cues. Um, and it was great. So it was really great. And I think it was a good episode. And um, let it, let us know. Let us here at J-K-A-P-S-A-P-S-A-K-A-J-K-A-A-K-A-J-K-A-P-S-W-J-K-A-P-S. We here at J-K-A-P-S um, want to remind you that, uh, I don't know, just want to remind you that this year listening to the world according to JKAPS. I, I that's like if something isn't going well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna fall back to spelling the call letters of this show. Um, because why try to reinvent the wheel, right? Just fall back on something that's that feels comfortable, like the spelling of a name, and get it wrong a few times. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show again. I think it's now like two and a half minutes in and I feel like um I feel like I've run out of stuff to talk about but you know what like I think there is one thing that we could do this just in from actually an email this actually comes from an email okay so I got an email and this is kind of cool to know, but um, Grading Animals got accepted to the um, the Minnesota Web Fest. So Grading Animals still out there, and occasionally I'll put it in a contest. And this one, I'm I'm going to be in it 
in September. And I think I'm going to go in person because why not? Why not? So yeah. So in Minnesota, that's going to be pretty cool. I think it's going into be like Duluth. And um, yeah, so I wanted to share that with, with everybody to, so thank you all for supporting, you know, supporting grading animals and then really just tuning in for like, as I fizzle out and die. But that, that this, what this um, award does bring me to again is this summer after I finish school, I am going to do more grading animals episodes. You see, I have been writing on a white, on a whiteboard in my apartment, like a crazy conspiracy theorist theorizing out the final run of grading animals uh, that I'm going to shoot when, as soon as I'm done teaching summer school. And uh, I'm pretty psyched about it. I think it's going to be cool. And I think it's going to be really weird and true to itself. And I mean, I'm sure that some animals are going to get graded, but it's also going to be a different thing because I feel like energy wise, I need to like do try different things, um, you know, in like, if you think of like the blank canvas, uh, you know, I want to be able to like not to break the template of, of working like that. I think that's the, maybe the real underlying frustration that I had amid, like amidst all the other stuff that's been going on. It's not, obviously it's not just that, that it was, it was um getting to be repetitive, which is something I should have saw like way earlier, but I just, I guess I just enjoyed waking up in the groundhog's day of the pandemic. It was so fucking, let's just, let's just give a, a round to the, the pandemic because for all its flaws, for all its flaws, it had, it, changed our lives. It changed everybody's routine. It changed. I mean, I think hopefully I say that with hope that the pandemic, I hope it didn't like change your routine too bad. Like if you got killed, that would have been, that's, that's the uh, pandemic going a little too far, but I don't mind. Um, you know, if like, let's say somebody had a really, really good job before the pandemic, I'm not saying that I did. I don't think I did. I had a, a job, but it wasn't like a really, really good job. At least like it was good for while it lasted. But I can imagine some people losing their job during the pandemic and then their life t- takes a turn for the worst. I mean, that's like um, like almost cliche at this point. Like everybody had some some level of that, I think. But if you had like a if you like didn't, um, that that's pretty cool. But I feel like you almost missed out because getting to find out who the person is on the other side of that, um, of that divide of like having to change your life. And then a different routine means a different side of you comes out and you essentially kind of become a different person almost in reaction to the person you were like, you get a second chance to make different decisions and have a different routine. And you think back to the, to that other world and think like, damn, like that's the whole system of that doesn't really exist. Anyways, um, we were going to have to get to our first wrong buzzer of the night. I always think if it's not, if it's not making me crack up, it's a wrong buzzer. And, um, you know, I hope you guys out there don't judge me as harshly. Um, but you know, listen, the wrong buzzer, let's, uh, let's just give it a round of applause because without the wrong buzzer, 
I would just be sitting in the feeling of failure, right? Like a feeling like, oh man, I am saying something that's totally stupid. And then have to like be at, like thrown out of the moment and been like, I'm thinking about the moment ago. Now I'm not talking. And now, you know, ar- arguably the podcast would suck just as bad now as if I did that. But I like having the wrong buzzer to just let me know that I think I suck. So, yeah, I think that, you know, you know, sometimes the applause button could also, it's like, I think I'm good. So if anyone is keeping score at home, that's like, if you're a true um, player of like a gambling player of the game, the world, according to JKAPS, AKA J K J K A P S something like that. If you're a player and like the podcast is immaterial, it's really about the count. What, what the insiders know is the count, which is divided by right. And if you're playing the world, according to J caps, then you know, you're supposed to be betting on how many wrong buzzers to applauses you're getting. And that number divided is the odds that you're betting on um, for this for this show. Whether or not the banter in between is funny, it's really a study in um, my own tolerance of my own bullshit. So, and then of course, coming into question, shouldn't it be wrong buzzer versus ding, right? Many, you know, novice players of the world according to J-K-A-P-S a lot of novice players think, hey, it should just be played wrong buzzer versus ding, right? In like on the scale. But you gotta understand, like that's that's like how that's like training wheels, world according to JKAPS, because we know that the applause is either res- uh, reserved for um if Spencer Fullerton Baird comes on the show or I don't really know where an applause is like maybe in the beginnings, like sometimes J caps does like to um, hit it. Like if something good happens, but the ding is the, so it's like if you're really playing like a game and want to put like a little stakes in it, the applause going wrong buzzer versus applause is gamesmanship. Like we all know that we could lose the house but it's in there to make the game a little more interesting. Otherwise, that type of neutrality allows the game to have its, um, what do they call that? The, the quality of a game uh, that makes it novel. Exactly. I think it's novel. It's like when a game is, it's novelty. A game's novelty wears out when it seems too simple. Like tic-tac-toe, you know, levels out. Like, whereas chess has like an infinite um anyway is everybody enjoying this are we having a good time guys because listen i do this podcast um i'm not even sure why i do this podcast because i you know uh felt i emotionally crashed and burned from grading animals in november of 2021 but we've been going strong for 30 i don't know 30 something weeks now um, and that's cool. You know, we could, we could applause that if anybody's playing, you know, um, 
but I do have some suggestions from last last week, and I I don't think that I got to all of them. So let's just keep it moving. And I believe, what are we talking about? I think we did the horse fly by Sven K. Um, Lee Martinez news. We did anteater Philly fanatic. I think. What did I have to say about them though? I probably was in a depressed mood, so I probably didn't say anything funny about the Philly fanatic. Um, I think there's a cricket in my apartment just to get more real with you guys than just looking up something on my phone. There is a cricket in my apartment or, or just outside. And at this time of year, a lot of times a cricket moves in to my apartment and I, I don't know him or her, but, um, every, uh, July and August, since I've been living in this apartment, there's always a visiting cricket that comes back every year. And, um, you know, I'll just notice that they're in somewhere in the house, like maybe behind the stove one day or like on top of the refrigerator or possibly like on my toothbrush or I don't know, just anywhere. Just, you know, there's a cricket. I don't know where it is, but it's somewhere. And then it like sticks around and it like has like a little bit, like, I guess it's kind of using it as like an Airbnb a little bit. And we don't really interact like, because I guess like it's either getting in, like it climbed in through the door. Like I must've left the door open. I guess crickets are really fast in that way. And then, um, it just goes home one day. Like it goes home probably at the end of like when it's getting to be fall. Most of the, most of the crickets go home for the winter. And then every year it comes back. So this cricket has been coming here for a number of years. And um, yeah, like that's, I, I just figured I would mention it to you. Cause at the, I, I wonder if I could even, I hope it's picking up on the microphone. I'll put um, this episode featuring cricket. So yeah, I decided to, you know, I just wanted to, to say thank you for stopping by. And yeah, and, and then that's why I didn't do uh, Sven K's The Horsefly um, suggestion. Uh, but there are some suggestions here. Um, like Richie Rich always, he had a bunch of them. Did he say, did I do this one from last week? Um, Richie Rich 4288, he asks, fuck 12 or fuck 1 2. Fuck 12. That's his suggestion. Fuck 12. The number 12. Or fuck 1-2. What does that mean? Fuck 12. The number 12. Like 12 a.m. or 12 p.m. It's interesting to say fuck 12 in terms of fucking the time. Because 12 a.m. used to be the like the... When I was a kid, I wanted to stay out late. And staying out till 12 was, I don't know, back in like middle school and high school and I guess like early college, staying out late was such a fun concept. It's like, you know, nightlife or something like that. Um, and that's whenever I think of 12, I don't think of 12 in a fuck 12 way. I think of 12 being like, that was part of my youth. Like, I don't, I don't um, want to go out late much in my life right now. I think that I'm en- I enjoy living a life where I'm not out until like super fucking late all the time. Um, and for better or worse, you know, I wonder if like, if I was a more like nightlife type of person, then I would have had more, I don't know, like 
networking opportunities with like things, but like, it's just as it, as my life is. And one thing I don't believe in is like not honoring, um, the pace at which your heart pushes through life. Like you should follow the way it feels inside to be, you know, in harmony with your own life. And if you've like put too much pressure on yourself for your, like for where you want to be or any of that stuff, then you slowly poison the machine. And then it's, I mean, I think that that's like, you know, a, a very unhealthy thing for people because you want to be patient and you want to stay alive so that you can do all the things and you can grow into the person that you want to be in the pace of your own life. Like some people are super high strung and they like put the, you know, they work so super fucking hard and that, and they do things in a particular way. That's like maybe more meticulous than you do it, but you may not do your life that way. And when you try to like mold yourself like outside of your own, I don't know, like I get like, like being, you know, I, I get up early every morning. Like I, I take care. I like sort of like seize the day as much as possible, but I'm not like up at like four in the morning. Some people, you know, live like that and they like get up super early and start like exercising first thing, like at five in the morning and stuff like that. And it's like, Yo, I do not know how to do that. I'm like just I'm built more lazy than that. Like I can't fucking do that. I'm not like a fucking Olympian. And you know what? Sometimes people who are like that are able to like do much more incredibly successful things. <laughs> and if we're, and if life were all about how early you get up in the wor- in the morning, then I guess like it it's true what I'm saying because like people like me I don't like I get up I get up early but if I if I got up three o'clock in the morning every day and that's what it took I'm like I would say all right then I'm glad I got that sleep instead of getting up that early like I think my life my life is better for having gotten that sleep and if that sleep was like if I had to trade away that sleep for like never knowing good sleep like that but I was like more successful but I was like super fucking tired all the time I don't know man like I don't like the way it feels to be like to be totally fucking worn out and and uh, have no time for yourself. For anyone playing, uh, we are now um, 13 to four wrong buzzer to applause, but there has been more applauses. So that's going to be 13 divided into four. If you're playing, I can't listen. I can't do the math for you, but you know, you have it on the app. Uh, remember, you're listening to the world according to WJKAPS, aka JKAPS, and um, and yeah. So anyway, check the check the scores as as it updates throughout the show, and uh, and yeah, and yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we're only twenty minutes in, so. You know, let me know. Let me know how this episode is going. And also, let me know if we should have mayors on the show again or if we should have other guests. I'm thinking uh, Ralph Jean-Pierre would be fun to have on the show. Um, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing 
with it. So it's it's nice to know that uh, you're out there. But again, also this all so Richie Rich ultimately fuck twelve. No, actually no, no fuck twelve. Twelve is good. Actually, we are twelve. We we like twelve. Okay. So Richie Rich also asks, um, and actually, you know what, Richie Rich, thank you because I, for a moment there, I thought that we we lost that one, but I think that twelve, I think that twelve brought us somewhere interesting. Um, because if we didn't think about 12, we would have never meditated on what it means to stay up late and wake up early. So again, thank you so much. So, uh, Richie Rich also asks, he asks Giga Chad and okay. So I'm going to come clean with everybody. I don't know what any meme shit means. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. Like I, what can I say? Like, I'm just like, I, I never gave a shit about memes. I don't know any memes. Um, you know, I don't, I just like, I have a, I don't know. I just never, I never knew. So Giga Chad, what I understand is I think he's like some type of Shiba Inu style dog, but it's like mounted on a regular guy's body. So it's like a, it's like a picture, a, a gif of like a Shiba Inu, but you cut its neck off and then you stick it on a very badly drawn, like, um, windows paintbrush, like pixel drawing of like what appears to be a peach colored person. And I think he has muscles and he's Giga Chad. And what does it mean? What does it really mean? Who the fuck knows? I don't really know or care like about what memes mean. I wish I did. It's just like one of these things where I'm either too old or didn't spend enough time on the internet to like get um, into the cult of it or whatever. But I think it's just like stupid jokes. Ultimately, I got to give a shout out and no offense, Richie Rich 4288. This is a good suggestion because I'm confronted with how little I've adapted. Had I adapted and had I learned everything about memes, then I have the ability of possibly with my content going into the like possibly 10K level of like, you know, people sharing your stuff. And listen, one day, one day we're going to make it. I really, even though Grading Animals has been losing hundreds of followers since like I stopped uh, posting, um, and I wonder what that is. I wonder if it's like real people or just the weird, like people stop using Instagram or whatever. Could be that I stopped posting um, episodes, but I always wonder like, you know, I'm always like, you know, one day, one day we're going to, we're going to get to 10 K. That's going to be, that's going to be this thing that's going to happen. And, 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 and I believe it. I think that it's really going to happen one day. I think that it can, it could be like we, I, we could really, if we put our minds to it, it will be, um, really sorry there. I just uh, lost track of what I was talking about. And I think the reason was, is because it was, it was stupid. And what happened was, as I also got a notification on my phone where I was, um, I play go online. Jesus Christ, hold on a second. Damn, I really 
lost track of what the fuck I was talking about. Um, it didn't feel spirited, you know? It felt like I just had a brain fart and left the microphone on for that part. And um, I think you'd agree that it just was like, what the hell is this kid rambling on about? It's completely pointless. And, and listen, regardless if it felt that way, that's how I felt about it, you know? And that's the most important thing of all. Um, and then on the other hand, like I thought about last episode with mares and listen, there were some talk about, there were some rough parts of that. I mean, I hope I hope like, I have no idea again, you know, to be, to have this level of, um, self doubt is, uh, is crippling. But, uh, I, I, I confront it every day. I just, I keep trying as much as uh, if tr- if trying looks like slowly uh, like um, reducing yourself and being and um, and disappearing, then yeah, if that's what perseverance looks like, then I'm 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 persevering along with the best of them. So all right, cool. So where were we? So I was I was thinking about Giga Chad, and I really got lost in. Um, just the pointlessness of it all. And so again, thank you so much, Richie Rich, for these great suggestions. Um, he did ask, he did ask uh, two other questions, uh, but I think we're going to move on to some other questions that I didn't answer from last week, which was from Matata. And Matata, he says, um, caramelized onions. He wants to know about caramelized onions. And Matata, thank you. First of all, just hear it from Matata. Great, great friend of the show and, uh, you know, supporter on the Patreon. And he asks about caramelized onions. Um, I have to say that in my life, I've never been a big onion person. Um, you know, let's talk about cutting onions for a moment. Cutting onions makes you cry, but not in a sad, I feel depressed way. It makes you cry in a weird, um, almost like imagine, I would imagine the way onions affect humans is the way I would imagine if aliens had powers, they would have powers like, like making you feel like incapacitating you with like onion technology where you're like, your head starts to hurt and your eyes start to water and you're like, What's happening to me? This doesn't feel like a human. This is not my normal human, um, like, uh, experience. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and am I a, um, a pussy when it comes to cutting onions? I don't think so. Not so much anymore. For sure. For years, I would avoid doing it because I didn't want to, like, obviously look like a pussy. But besides that, I didn't like the feeling of it. You know, I didn't want to get, like onion in my nose. I didn't want onion residue to be uh, like forming colonies with the bacteria in my nose until my nose would become part onion. And this is one of the huge fears that I had. So when I say I'm an onion expert, you know, when I make that claim, it's not totally accurate because uh, am I... Do I know about onions more than the average person? Sure, obviously. I mean, that's 
I know about every living thing more than the average person um, because of grading animals, really, just because having um, looked up like 90 animals one time, I know about every single animal. And um, and that's also trademarked. That's my trademarked, um, my logo or something like that. My catchphrase, I don't know how, whatever it is, it's like my copyright catchphrase. Um, but caramelized onions, I have little bit more experience with because I think that caramelized onions have been put on burgers that I've had a few times in my life. And at first I was very afraid of that. The onion was near my burger. Um, whenever an onion gets near my burger, especially a red onion, it's, it's, it's a little bit frightening because I'm like, has the onion infected the burger with its spores and rendering the rendering the burger obsolete. Um, that's the thing. If an onion, if an onion is too powerful, it can re- render the burger obsolete and the burger won't necessarily taste like anything. It's almost like um, if you guys understand how feedback works, I think feedback, if you point to I heard if you I heard if you point two speakers at each other, then the sound will cancel itself out. I want you to try that at 12 a.m. Uh, tonight in your apartment. Just take two big ass speakers and point them at each other and play the exact same uh, MP3 um, at full volume. And if the the the, um, the speakers pointed at each other should cancel each other out, and you won't actually hear anything. Um, but you have to do it at 12 a.m. That's the only time it can work because it has to have a control group to it. So what I'm saying is caramelized onions, I had that feeling. I had a, a fear and then tried them in a burger. And I'll say something's different about these onions. They're usually I'd be scared. I'd be scared for my life. Uh, my nose would be tingling because I I already knew that I had some spores inside my nose that belonged to the onion family already. Um, and so then I bit into it and it was actually really good. And you know what I'm thinking? It's a hunch, but I think that the reason why they're good is because the caramelized part, because caramelized, I believe is a type of chocolate caramel, um, which was actually developed in Carmel, New York. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with upstate New York, but New York is divided into two parts. It's called upstate, then it's called Westchester, made famous by Giannis Papas' character. Um, uh, what the hell's her name? Um, Maurisa. And then you have uh, New York City and the five boroughs and Long Island. Those are the three parts of New York. Um, once again, um, upstate New York, Westchester, New York City, and Long Island. Three distinct parts of, of, um, of Long Island. But anyway, a town in New York, somewhere in either, again, upstate New York, Westchester, New York City, or Long Island. There's a place called Carmel, New York, and it's the birthplace of Carmel, which is Carmel, which makes Carmel chocolate. I think they're involved with like Twix or something. But again, I don't know. I know more about onions, obviously, than I know about sweets. I don't know shit about sweets, but I'm pretty sure caramel is used heavily in the sweets industry. Um, Anyway, caramel, New York. And of course, 
one of probably one of the first things that that people that humans that lived in Carmel, New York, ever applied to was probably the onion. Because you know, before uh, candies don't evolve into the human marketplace until way after onions. Um, but on the other hand, caramel is a thing that people were making the early. Uh, Carmelites, which is actually what you call somebody from Carmel, New York. Um, I'm just going to really give a couple dings right there um, to the people of Carmel and actually we'll uh, give them an applause uh, because they're among the best. They're among the best, um, you know, we, and we, and we have to honor them. So Matata, Thank you so much for asking about caramelized onions. Um, and they do, they will appear in burgers. I really don't know where else you'd find them. Um, besides that, I don't know if I think onions are definitely getting a wrong buzzer. But you know what, though? I also think I like onions, too. Well, onions have changed. I, as I've grown up, I've realized that the way I felt about onions for a long time was childish. And actually... Um, yeah, and I and I hate to admit it, but somewhat ignorant. The way I felt about onions years ago, back when all this, back when that whole saga about the onion just before, like about caramel, before all that, I um, a lot of those beliefs that I had were childish and uninformed. And as an adult now, I realize that onions aren't that bad, and they don't make you they don't make you cry that bad. Like it's a little bit of an overstatement. That's what I did, a little bit of an overstatement, like the overstory, the favorite book of grading animals. So really, thank you guys so much, and thank you so much, Matata, for that question. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, we got, I think, another suggestion from Svenjamin8. Svenjamin, the number eight. And I may have done this one again, um, but I'll just do it again. And who knows, if this, if what I'm about to do lines up perfectly with a bit that I did on the show before, then feel free to um, add a two-point two multiplier to your score at the end of the game. Uh, okay. So Svenjamin8 asks the difference between moist and damp. That's a great question. Uh, you know, it's funny. Moist, it's such a word associated with vagina, I feel like. I feel like vagina really uh, capitalized on moist, the word moist. And as a person who doesn't have a vagina, like doesn't have one on my person, uh, on my human person, um, I don't know what it's like to have a moist vagina, like as if like a part of my body got like moist all of a sudden. That would be interesting. It's like, I don't know, maybe like... So I don't know. Could you have a moist asshole? I don't know. I don't think so. You know, the problem with assholes is because if you leave even the littlest bit of shit in your asshole, it will get itchy immediately. And I don't know. I don't really feel like, like, and you know, the thing is, is like, there have been days where I thought I completely wiped and then there still was a little piece of shit and my asshole was itching. Right. So I don't like associated so I'm like wondering, I'm, I'm sure, listen, I know about periods. I know that the vagina is also like not, probably not the, it's probably even worse probably having a vagina than having an asshole. 
probably a lot of work, you know, what, like, what do you want? Like, I agree. Like, I totally agree. But, um, what I'm saying is moist is a word that got real, like got a huge bump from the word vagina. Vagina and moist go together like on, in the English alphabet or something like that. And now, so it's, so moist right off the bat has a great um, word association. You never hear about damp vaginas. I guess you do sometimes, but not as popular as moist vagina. Moist vagina, they, Nirvana made a song about moist vagina. If you don't believe me, then you're not a real Nirvana fan. Every Nirvana fan knows about the song Moist Vagina, even covered by fucking Sonic Youth. Sonic Youth, the great Sonic Youth, the honorable, the honorable Sonic Youth even covered the song Moist Vagina. They honored it with that's like the highest honor in indie rock to be covered by Sonic Youth. Who the what the fuck bands get that? Only Iggy and the Stooges, really. And then I don't know. I think that the truth is, I think that Thurston Moore covered uh, Iggy and the Stooges and Nirvana and every other song was a ripoff of another song. And I'm, I'm a truther that Sonic Youth stole all their music from the, uh, from the fucking modem. Oh, now who did an old time school diss? I just said that Sonic Youth stole all their music from a modem. And if you don't know what a modem sounds like, that's for all you old-timers out there who remembers how the modem sound sounds like a Sonic Youth song. Um, yeah, so that's, um, so that's what I have to say about moist and damp. But damp, yes, I think that, pe- you know what, people say damp pussy, but they don't say m- damp vagina. Ah, that's the caveat. So moist vagina, damp pussy, right? Two words. And that's another thing. Getting back to the asshole vagina binary, it also would be interesting if a body of if a body part of yours just got damp all of a sudden. You know, it's like it's like your whole dick just just doesn't get damp. Like as if like all of a sudden that like it's it could soak water out of it. That would be weird. Imagine your hand got damp from time to time and your hand was just like completely like puffed up and sloshy. That would be cool. Anyway, I want I just want to thank Svenjamin 8 because really that I feel pr- like that this is this is the kind of bits that I feel proud of on the show. That I feel like, "Oh, you know what, Caps? You uh <laughs> you lathered yourself into a real stupid frenzy in that last in that last moment." I really hope that people, um, you know, enjoy this, you know, anyway, so ding going and turning the corner into wrong buzzer, uh, just a little more self doubt. We're going to listen. If you're playing along at home, you know that it's still anyone's game. And will we come out ahead? Who knows? Or will we come out ahead? Uh, time will tell. So getting back to, um, Getting back to just like some real, let's do some real life talk. All right, let's um, let's switch gears a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the world according to J Caps, taking over at the nine o'clock spot after the world according to J K A P S, which is a totally different show than the world according to J Caps. This show 
has a different theme song. Um, oh, wait, no, we have the same theme song. All right, sorry about that, everybody. So I don't know if you guys listened to the last episode, um, which was me and Mares and Caps, uh, driving cars with Mares and Caps. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, of course, Mares, uh, we did Killing It together. We did Mares and Caps together. and um, But most of all, and most importantly, we're best friends. And, um, you know, it's so great to have like a comedic partner and like to have like a person who you're, um, you known for a long time and you get along. And, uh, I've been in bands. I don't know if you guys, I always mention that like, uh, 200 years ago I was in a band. Um, but you know, the thing about a band is you don't always stay friends after like the, after like doing that whole arduous task of like, getting together for so many years and practicing and like going on shows. It's like your life moves, like moves on. But, um, I'm glad that Maris and I are still like pals after all these projects that we've done. So yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get, let's get to it. Uh, I don't think I have any suggestions because I think that the world, according to JKAPS, uh, AKA JKAPS, um, did all of them, but I did, uh, I didn't talk about this weekend. Um, I was out with uh, Mares in New England. Uh, we were staying at her, her and her husband's house, and it was pretty fun. Uh, we went surfing. We did talk about that, actually. All right, guys. All right, guys. Just to, just to, um, uh, you know, break the fourth wall for a second. I just want to tell you that. Um, the the two shows that I was talking about on this show, like the WJKAPS thing and the world according to JCAPS, it's the same show. I was joking around. Um, it's really just me. It's really just me, guys. I don't... This whole thing, this is an iPad. It has a bunch of sound effects. And uh, I was just joking around. So it wasn't two different shows. But um, I did go up to New England and I did go surfing last week. And you, you heard it. I, it was me not another guy. I was talking, me and Maris were, did go surfing. We talked about it on the last show. Um, and, but what you guys didn't know is after that, we went and walked around and, um, we went to, uh, we did plain art. We plain air. We did drawing outside at this, uh, national park, not national park, but like a state park or something. And I got annihilated with mosquitoes. So, um, I got like bit like it, what felt like, um, 15 times all over my shoulders and uh and like they were biting through my shirt they were real relentless mosquitoes like we were really in mosquito territory we were like behind enemy lines and the mosquitoes were just picking us off it was really tough um so i just recommend to everybody to be really careful and wear and if you can and if you can really remember to do it just make sure that you wear like some type of DDT poison on your skin. Um, just take like like 1970s agricultural grade DDT, the the type that will kill like a hawk right out of the right out of the sky. And I just want you to like get a big handful of it, and it's gonna look like like cake batter. It's gonna be thick. It's gonna be this thick white cake battery substance. It smells like has almost like an onionish, like a very heavy onion sort of like um, aroma. And I want you to just cake it all over yourself if you're going into anywhere that has um, 
mosquitoes. Just when you're outdoors, just try to do that. You're going to look like you're getting ready to do gymnastics. You know that that bag of shit that they always have the gymnastics rub all over their hands so that like you know what's pretty nuts? The idea of gymnastics also. Can you imagine like you're a grown person and then you're going to do the equivalent of like jumping off a garage and then jump onto a thing that you're going to just hold with your arms and swing yourself ar- around your whole body weight while your hands are scraping against like a pole, right? And because like obviously it's not like those little poles they grab onto are slippery. Then they just slide right off and like break their neck. But, you know, they have to like, and then rotate and then like flick themselves up. I just like feel like the minute I jump off a garage onto like some type of balance beam, my knees immediately snap forward. So like my knee, my foot would go up the, um, the tip, the tibia fibia would snap back over like forward on my kneecap, (laughs) both legs, my full body weight going down on my face. Right. That's what I imagine. (laughs) That's what I imagine. If, if I ever did gymnastics. Um, so that's why I'm scared of it. That's why I would never do it. I would never like be like, Oh, I'm going to start doing gymnastics. Um, but you know, that's not so for surfing, which I did do. And, um, I did pretty good at it. So let's just say win one for surfing. Will I do surfing again? Um, I'm not going to go out of my way to do it, but I did like being in the ocean. I thought that was a, I thought that was an interesting challenge. Um, I was actually surprised that I was even able to do the surfing as good as I did. Um, I guess like I've, you know, I guess I do have like, like still like a, like a little bit of a youthful springiness. That's the thing. You got to do a push up into like a stand, like one shot. And listen, I'm grateful that I have this body for as long as I can keep it together. I, I really don't try to like, um, I really only drive it on Sundays style. <laughs> I'm not like insanely active. I'm very afraid of my body getting broken in one way or another. So it, it's a terrifying idea which is why I like to imagine horrible scenarios and then being happy that I'm safe. Yeah. So I think that that's a, that's a ding right there. Um, anyways, how are we doing? I think we're, we're almost wrapping this one up. What else? What's the last thing I have to say? Oh yeah. I saw this thing while, uh, driving around Massachusetts and somebody had, a bumper sticker that was you ever heard of this car um uh this car climbed mount washington or whatever bumper sticker like that i saw a bumper sticker that said this car fucked mount washington and i was like hell yes dude this car fucked mount washington that's a great bumper sticker cuz it looks exactly like the regular one and I just love an idea of a car fucking a mountain. <laughs> you know what? A car fucking a mountain. Maybe that's maybe if I ever do a pitch competition again, I'll just do it totally as a bit and just try to be like, 
I got the greatest pitch for you. It's a show called This Car Fucked Mount Washington. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Anyways, so I, I saw that and I took a picture of the guy's car because I was like, that's a really fun thing. And he also had a sticker, uh, another parody sticker on his car. And you know the the Salt Life sticker where it's like, um, it looks like a fishing. It looks like a, a like a a fish with the bones picked off, and it says Salt Life. Do you guys know that one? Um, well, he had a parody sticker of that, and it said Slut Life. And again, I was like, "This is awesome! That's <laughs> like you have great taste in stickers, sir." I didn't even tell you he also had a Dunkin' fucking Donuts sticker. It said Dunkin' fucking Donuts, and I was like. Also, you know what? I'll give it a ding. It doesn't quite get an applause, but with the other two, that fucking rules. Um, so anyway, you know. Also, I just want to say, um, what do you call? Um, what could I say? Um, I'll just do it without a sound effect. Uh, I just want to have... Um, an apology to the audience about last episode. A particular thing was said last episode, and I want to apologize for it. Um, I had mentioned that I've taken a lot of art classes and been in, uh, you know, studios with with naked women, but I also meant naked men and women. Um, and then I proceeded to tell what sounded like a very uninteresting story. Like looking back, that's not the craziest thing that I've ever seen. Um, and I really feel like the way I embellished that, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like to me, what was funny about that story was how that person really, um, misread the moment, how this person was behaving, um, which was, too chummy with in a in a moment when like you're not supposed to be chummy with the model it's like an unspoken rule out of respect and the way this guy was like missing the cue of that and and just like requesting the, it was just whatever so you know what actually come to think of it i stand by my story and you know what i'm glad i told it I felt bad about it, and I was going to give myself a wrong buzzer, but you know what? I like that story now again. You know what? If if I told it bad, that's one thing, but you had to be there. You know what? You had to be there. That's one of those things. So, you know what? Ultimately, it's a wrong buzzer because you had to be there, and I should have been able to convey... I should have been able to convey the... Um, you know, the, well, like the humor of it to a novel audience. And if I, and, and on, you know, I know it was bad. So I'm just really, I'm sorry. And, you know, I apologize. And actually this episode sucks. And fuck. I, you know.